0: Rocking and rolling, we're rocking and rolling. Got my levels in the headphones. Okay, everything's cool. You are tuned into the "What's the Matter with Me" podcast. My name is John. I'm 42 years old, husband. No, I think I might be 43. Ugh. I'm 43 years old, husband, father, small business owner, radio, DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis, so I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Thank you for tuning into the What's The Matter With Me podcast. You can find out almost anything about the What's The Matter With Me podcast by going to what's org. Your source for this. Wow, it's coming. This is. I can feel the gravity. You know, space time is starting to warp because Thanksgiving is happening soon. So, I can tell everything is warping. It's Thanksgiving again. We're having people over. Sixteen people over. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We're having twelve people over. And we are 16. Who's texting me? Someone's texting me here. The booze only Yankee swap is coming. And I wrote up a little email to send out to people. And she wants to ask me, can I share it? And of course, yes. Let's have guests guests come to our house and celebrate. The holidays by trading booze. It's booze-only Yankee swap time again. People are like, what can I bring? I'm like, well, you need to bring a bottle of booze wrapped. You could bring, like, anything. You could bring tea, kombucha, sparkling wine, beer, just whatever you want. Water. I mean, water might be the smartest thing to bring, but also... Like cookies and stuff. It's a holiday party. Like bring some stuff to share. To the booze only Yankee swap. What am I talking about? That's my holiday party. But that's in December. So those invites have started to go out. But the Thanksgiving thing is set. We're having 12 people over. Oh, maybe it's not quite set. Maybe Rocky is coming to Thanksgiving. Yes or no. We don't know. Shout out to Rocky. You're welcome. You can come. or And if you can't come, it's just fine. I had this vision the other day. A kind of weird post-apocalyptic vision. Because I guess everything, the weather is so bad. It's so apocalyptic. The social climate is so apocalyptic. People are so angry at each other. So I had this vision of kayaking through the wastewater outside the sunken tomb of Salt Bay. Do you know Salt Bay? He's like this social media figure. He's a Turkish Turkish butcher who was like a New York City restaurant thing and he would sprinkle salt in it. In basically a ridiculous way and they called them salt bay and i was like when salt bay dies they're gonna have a tomb like king tut or something because why not our society is going that way and then it would get flooded with sewage somehow we're gonna start having sewage monsoons there's all kinds of apocalyptic things to tease out there I had my buddy over, and we ate Mississippi roast and watched the World Series. Mississippi roast is kind of a, a kind of grotesque idea, and it's but it's yummy. You take like six pounds of chuck roast. Beef chuck roast. Cut it into one pound pieces. And this is like one of these instant pot dump and plop no cooking kind of recipes. You just throw everything in the instant pot and turn it on. And then... It, then it, it, it beeps when it's done. So it's just like Mississippi roast. It's chuck it's roast, like half a jar of pepperoncinis and about half of the liquid. A stick of butter. One of those packets of ranch dressing seasoning mix. And then one of au jus seasoning mix so you put these like very salty seasoning mixes in there pepperoncini and beef and just set it on pressure cook for a long time we had that we watched the world series it was kind of good we had a a loire red wine kind of fruity and dry to go with that and it was good i recommend you have a red from loire with your Mississippi roast. So that was cool to have my friend over and his kids and we watched the baseball game and it had this like hangout on the couch, we had a beer. I was like, I'm having a social experience and it was good. My buddy's wife was out of town so I was like, come on over, we'll eat this Mississippi roast. And the game's on, the World Series was all right. Some people, thought it was a total bummer and some thought it was amazing and I didn't have a horse in the race so the Astros won and basically it seemed like the Astros were the better team the whole time so it wasn't like a nail biter where'd it go? I think it went five or six games. Okay, it went six games. So and the Phillies were exciting. They were like the team of destiny. They were only only the second team to ever make the World Series after changing their manager in the season. And they made it in on the wild card and they made it all the way to the series. So they really had a steamroller kind of vibe and, And the Astros had Dusty Baker, who's like a baseball lifer, who's never won a World Series. So you kind of work both ways. Sorry for the the Philly fans, the fanatics. My wife's cousin is this dude who works for Subaru, and he, he was in Subaru, America, and now he's in Japan. But when he was in America, he was stationed around Philly. They would go see the the Phillies play. And so he brought my son, when my son was like two or three years old, he brought a little Philly Fanatic doll. The Philly Fanatic is like a ridiculous mascot. And it's some kind of cartoon dr seuss creature and we have it still so it's like hey the philly fanatic from tomo kids kids have toys and my kids play with the philly fanatic and they were like oh the phillies and i was like yeah it's like nothing it's interesting the stuff that you just get given in your childhood that stays with you your whole childhood and then all of a sudden The Phillies are in the World Series and you're like, whoa, that thing? That's, I have that. It's kind of like when you're listening to the What's the Matter With Me podcast, you're like, that thing? I have that. Well, you know, we all have something. I had uh, my buddy over and we watched the World Series, so I had that. Next day... The next day, my family and I, we went to a friend's house for a birthday party, and it was her 40th birthday party. So just a, a spring chicken, relatively spring chicken. It was cool, it was a pig roast. Um The lady cuts my hair, cuts my wife's hair, she's got a son, and her son is like a teenager, and he has a girlfriend. I met his girlfriend. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's gonna happen to me i I've already got a girlfriend, but my son's gonna get a girlfriend. That's what I mean." So we went to this house. There was a pig roast. It was outside. It was dark, and it was on some in kind of a dirt yard and it was uneven and it had been rained on for the day previous so it was all soft like I sat in uh, on a bench a picnic table bench to eat dinner and the end of the bench sunk like four inches into the ground and it's not because that's not usually I'm not a a bench sinker it sunk into the ground the ground had been rained on and, and it was soft And it wasn't as easy to stand on as like something flat. So there was like concrete over adjacent. I was standing on the dirt for a while just to be like, I can do this. You know, I didn't have my wheelchair there. And there are people, there are kids around. There was uneven, wet, not wet, but dirt that had been rained on and was soft because it had rained like the day before. So I didn't use my wheelchair, I did pretty good. I was like, I'm standing here and this is working. I remember at one point I was like, I'm gonna go stand over there on the cement block in the ground next to the house that seems easier to stand on, so I did it, it was cool. I saw the guy, the guy who owns a bar was there. Yeah, the guy who owns a bar was there and we discussed what I've been drinking. And, you know, because I'd I i I'd been drinking white Negronis, then I ran out of stews, and I, I started using this Vermouth Bianco to add to a whiskey sour cocktail. It was pretty good. I, I cut down the syrup. I added more whiskey to it. It was kind of a bigger cocktail. Not like Ina a garden big, but big. Bigger. Bigger. It was just not a classic whiskey sour. It also had a shot of Vermouth Bianco. It was good. So anyway, I was like, hey man, how are you? We were talking and talking about what my options were. I was trying to transition from the white Negroni to something else with Vermouth Bianco. And we settled on the whiskey sour. That was good. And we talked about how the last time I saw him, I was in my wheelchair. And this time I was standing using my cane because last time I saw him, I was on so much more medication. And it was kind of cool, you know? It's cool to say like, as you see, I'm using a cane. It was cool to say that you know. Last time I saw you, I was in a wheelchair, and this time, as you see, I am standing using my cane. It, it was. I said it that way. I said it in an affirmative way, and he he gave me a high five or something. He affirmed me back. It was cool. The guy owns a bar, so when I came home, I was like, I did this. I went outside to. Uh, to Angela's birthday party I stood on the dirt and I I didn't use my wheelchair and I did pretty good so that was a win and it was cool to go to someone's party there was a pig roast the food was excellent Angela always has very excellent food and I'm like dang I need to get you to just cook come over to my house and cook dinner for me and that's all I need, just that, then you can leave. But people don't want to do that for free. Or or even they won't do it for any amount of money. I cook my own dinner anyway. Tonight we're having shepherd's pie with leftover rotisserie chicken from the rotisserie chicken. Every Friday, We we've, we've gone through like six chickens getting ready for Thanksgiving. Let's see, last Friday I had my buddy from high school, his wife and kids kids over and then the week before it was my cousin so I stood there as you see and then I went home and I archived I had this note a trigeminal neuralgia journal note and it it was every day all the pain reports like day after day from July and August of this year but I'm off those meds, I'm standing, so I archived that note and I was like, no more trigeminal neuralgia journal. Put it in the archive, put all that stuff in the archive. Like in the wu Tang clan, they said like that the Jizzo was the head, like the Wu-Tang Clan formed like Voltron and the genius, the Jizza was the head. And, you know, they also say strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So, you know, I, I, I hear that. I listen to rap music when I was a teenager and I like suffused my my um all the cells in my body are suffused with the Wu-Tang Clan. But I always try and do that. I try and hit the head. Well, when I need to go to the bathroom, I try and hit the head. But what I mean is like. Like Voltron, I try and go for the top. So I was at the birthday party and I was, vi- I went and I saw there was a little room where the first room in the house was all full of her family. And then all the friends were like in the backyard smoking, you know how they do. And so I was like, I'm going to go check out the family. So I went and sat in there with the birthday lady's family. They gave me a slice of cake. The cake was like an armadillo. It was in the shape of an armadillo. It was a chocolate cake with green frosting. It was pretty awesome. I think it was like four layers uh, of sponge cake that they had built this armadillo around so I got it you know I got a slice of cake and they gave me a fork and a little tiny paper plate and I tried to eat it on my lap and I kept accidentally like throwing pieces little pieces of it on the ground on the rug and on the wood floor and I was like ah so I just it was an accident so I just gave it up And it was a pretty good cake, and it was remarkable the way it was in the shape of an armadillo. But I got to sit in a chair at the table if I'm going to eat my cake without throwing it all over the ground. You guys, I wish I had a tactical wallet. I'll try and find the link to it, but you know like how your feed is always telling you stuff, and... And the other day was like, maybe you want a tactical wallet. And it's like a wallet with metal, with aluminum in it. Like, you just put money and business cards in your wallet. But then I got marketed, you know, you get marketed the thing and it's like, maybe you want a a men's wallet, tactical bifold wallet. Metal RFID blocking aluminum money card holder for gifts for men. And I'm like, somebody wants a tactical wallet with a secret compartment, metal sturdy hexagonal screws, a bottom opening socket. An aluminum chamfer frame. Of course it's got a clear window. The FUC frequently used card exterior pocket. Premium leather curved pocket for access card. Do you need a tactical wallet? People do. What kind of lives are they living tactical wallet? I just need money in my wallet. That's all. I want a wallet full of money. That's my tactic. You guys have been enjoying listening to Alice Wong's Year of the Tiger. You know I got it with my free credit because I'm an Amazon member. My free Audible credit this month was Year of the Tiger, uh, by Alice Wong. She's the founder of the Disability Visibility Project. She has multiple dystrophy. Um, She uses braces. She's awake at night with the pain. And so I like connected with this listening. She was like talking about the pain of her her muscular dystrophy. They put braces on her to help her walk and it, it reminded me of the AFO. Right. And how I had so much pain and I would stay awake and my leg would be hurting. And so listening to that, her story of of kind of coming up. But for her, she has a different take on it. She's kind of it's almost cyberpunk writing. And she's like made the difference in herself. She's really grown it she's really expanded her own disability consciousness all through her life and she talks about it in the in the book year of the tiger by alice wong pretty cool Another thing I read in the news, 26.2 miles is easy. Getting around New York City is not. By Talia minsberg photographs by Clark Hodgkin, November 7th, 2022. They follow the guy who won the New York City Marathon around uh, New York, talking about how much planning it takes and how, It has to be okay that the thing might not work, you know, when he's trying to go somewhere. And it's a really interesting article about the challenges of accessibility in a wheelchair. And a lot with MTA because they're having a big initiative to make the platforms accessible. You know, I lived in Bushwick. I took it every day. I had to take stairs up and down. So it wasn't accessible to get from... The turnstile down to the platform, it very often is stairs, or there is other other issues. So it's an interesting, it's like a photo essay. You get to see a lot of what they're talking about. So 26.2 miles is easy getting around New York City is not. By Talia photographs Clark Hodgkin, November 7th, 2022 in the New York Times. I was listening to WKCR the other day, and that's the Columbia University's radio station. I used to listen to it a lot. They had this guy Phil Schapp talks about jazz. He talks about Charlie Parker in this like very encyclopedic way. The most encyclopedic way I've ever heard a DJ talk about it. So I had it on the other day, but they were playing classical music and they were playing music by the pianist named Leon Fleischer. And he died in August 2020 at 92 years old. He taught in Baltimore. I'm going to excerpt here from uh, a report on Morning NPR's morning edition, August 2nd, 2020, by Tom Huizinga. Leon Fleischer, the pianist who reinvented himself, dies at 92. And it says in the article, the pianist's roller coaster career began with fame, moved to despair, and ended in fulfillment. And Fleischer was born in San Francisco, July twenty third, nineteen twenty eight. At twenty three, he won the first American to win the Queen Elizabeth Piano Competition in Brussels, and he had a big career. And it came to a halt when he was thirty six. Fleischer was slated to tour the Soviet Union with conductor George Zell and the Cleveland Orchestra, but the fourth and fifth fingers on his right hand were beginning to mysteriously curl under. He couldn't control them. He was dismissed from the tour, began canceling performances, and slipped into a deep funk and despair. Fleischer said having spent 36, 37 years of playing two hands and then to have it denied was a tremendous blow. Fleischer considered suicide. But he also tried everything to repair his hand, from hypnosis and EST seminars to acupuncture and carpal tunnel surgery. After about two years of despair, Fleischer was willing to admit to himself that he should begin to look in other directions. I suddenly came to the realization that my connection with music was greater than just a two-handed piano player. And so he taught at Curtis School of Music in Baltimore. Although he finally accepted his condition, eventually diagnosed as focal dystonia, Fleischer never gave up hope. In the mid-90s, after a series of deep tissue manipulations known as rolfing, the control over his fingers slowly began to return. He also began Botox injections, and little by little, Fleischer resumed performing with all ten fingers. Skipping down, Fleischer never approached his former two-handed glory, but he did make a triumphant return to Carnegie Hall in 2003 and was awarded a Kennedy Center Honor in 2007. They quote the Washington Post classical music critic Ann Midget, and she says, He leaves a legacy about overcoming adversity and about pushing through and finding different ways to express yourself. That's a really great thing for young musicians to be exposed to. And the article ends up, Young musicians and all of us. So, you know, I was listening to the guy stuff Leon Fleisher, check it out. I was lis- listening to Ravel, Ravel for the left hand conducted by Ozawa. That's what they were playing. It's cool. I took John John to get a haircut. Later that day, John John got a haircut. Finally, you know, he was like, remember the kids were picking on him. I was like, dude, just get a haircut. Cause like, I'm not a small person. He's not going to be a small person. His grandfather is taller than me. My wife's, my wife's dad is taller than me. He's like six, four, six, five. So I was like, let's get him a haircut. Cause soon he's going to be getting a haircut and then he's going to be looking like, You got to reckon with him, you know? I'm tired of hearing, like, kids picking on me in the the play yard. I'm like, dude, get your hair cut short. He had this big, long mop, and I was like, dude, get cut number two on the sides, a little bit longer on the top. So we went to Randy the Barber. Remember Randy? Randy the Barber with an E. Spell it R-A-N-D-E. EY Randy and he cut his hair at Randy the barber not I'm I don't want to say that a barber has no talent but Randy the barber wouldn't be my choice I went there with that one time and that was it and I'm looking at my kid's haircut I'm like what does this guy think he's doing just number two on the side little bit longer on the top that's all I told him man he he just went to town Randy the Barber. I made sausage pasta. I've been cooking up a storm. I think I made sausage pasta on Friday just to get ready for the weekend and I ended up we made um we made feta pasta with cherry tomatoes last night so we still have the sausage pasta. I'm putting together Thanksgiving. Let me find, I, I was lo- looking through, I was looking through my notes from last year and here's my list. I found this list called 2021 Thanksgiving Day. Here's the list. Turkey, gravy, Brussels sprouts, cranberry sauce, dressing, plates, salsa verde, and crispy shallots. So I talked this over with my wife. I'm like, forget about salsa verde. Forget about crispy shallots. We just buy crispy shallots now. We don't bother making them. Because the last year we burned the crispy shallots on Thanksgiving. What a pain in the butt. We're not doing that. We're making the turkeys on the rotisserie. Mashed potatoes. I got to add mashed potatoes to this. This is good. I'm going over the list with you guys. I'm gonna make ahead the mashed potatoes and the gravy, cranberry sauce. We do like that cranberry relish where I I just basically whiz in the blender not to like puree it, but just to kind of get it cut up. Is like an entire Meyer lemon with the seeds removed and entire skin and all. Put that in with some cranberry and some sugar and then you have like cranberry relish and it's awesome. So I'm making that, that's like my main focus. If the cranberry relish and the turkeys come out, I just bought new forks this morning. I ordered from Kansas. I tracked them down some forks. Replacement forks for the rota- rotisserie forks I have now. I have the spit is fine, but the forks I have don't match the spit. They're janky ones. They're chintzy. So, I, I we ordered new ones. And I, I'm like praying that it will somehow work. That they'll come on time for Thanksgiving and then they'll just go right on the spit and it'll all be perfect. they slide into home. So that's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving warmups. Can't wait for the forks making all that stuff. I can't believe Elon Musk took that girl to the prom after all. It cost him, he he really overpaid. But I mean, if anyone in the universe can overpay, it's the world's richest man. I mean, does the world's richest man ever get a deal on anything? Are people giving him a discount? They should stop, he's the richest man. He does not need a discount. So I've been checking out these this record label recital program recitalprogram.com. I was I was like uh, emailing with the music director of KFJC like we need this. And they released this thing, the twelfth annual International Sound Poetry Festival, for cassettes and book box set. After years of preparation, Recital is proud to present this box set. Held in New York in 1980, this was the last festival of the pioneering sound poetry series started in Stockholm in the 1960s. This ambitious document holds nearly five hours of audio from 30 artists, a 240-page book, with biographies, texts, and artwork from, each artist supplements the edition. A four-cassette, 240-page book, hand-numbered edition of 200, housed in a printed box with digital download card. So it's pretty, like, this is the kind of thing. It would go in the oversized section at KFJC, and it's a, it's a bunch of weird stuff. Sound Poetry. How is that different from poetry? How is that different from music? You just got to check it out. Recitalprogram.com. The 12th Annual International Sound Poetry Festival. You can get it on Bandcamp, I think. I like that idea of a box set of cassettes. So I'm going to leave that with... I'm going to leave you with that. Sorry I didn't show up last week, but I'm kind of early this week. So that's got to count for something, I guess. What's the matter with me? Thank you for tuning in. Send me an email, man. John at HopinWorld.com. J-O-H-N at H-O-P-P-I-O. How do I spell my name? John at com. J-O-H-N at dot dcom Give you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in, man. Thanksgiving is coming. Get yourself some Hoppin' Hot Sauce. Come on. Hoppin' Hot Sauce. It's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce. It's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. All right, Thanksgiving is coming. What do they call that? That turkey, leftover turkey sandwich? It's got to have a hop hot sauce. Especially if you made it outside on the rotisserie with the smoker going, it's going to be great.